live opinions, descriptions, and accounts expressed on the Best of Times Radio Hour are those of the hosts and the guests of this show, and not necessarily those of Town Square Media or this station. Consult with your attorney, accountant, or other professional for final advice in making your decision. The Best of Times, live from 710 Keel Studios in Shreveport, Louisiana, celebrating age and maturity. Helping you make the best years of your life the best they can be. The best of times. Your host, Gary Coligas. Good morning, Architects listeners. I'm Gary Coligas, the publisher of The Best of Times, the only news magazine for mature adults in Northwest Louisiana. Thank you for tuning in to our show today and also thanking those who might be listening via the Internet at www.710keel.com. In just a few minutes, we're going to learn about some ways to improve your health and genetics. So stay tuned as this radio show will be quite interesting and beneficial for you and your loved ones. It is Saturday, April the 22nd, and we are broadcasting our radio show from the studios of News Radio 710 Keele, a Town Square Media Station here in Shreveport, Louisiana. However, today's show has been pre-recorded, so we will be unable to accept call-in questions and comments from our loyal radio listeners. Be sure to pick up the 2017 issue of the Best of Times at one of our 522 distribution locations. I have had many calls. I know it's the end of the month that there are very few issues available at some of our locations. I'm so we're sorry about that. Always come out and pick up at our 522 distribution locations early in the month. Uh, if you're unable to find a copy, you can always go to our website at www.thebestoftimesnews.com to view both current and past issues of our magazine. We are very proud of our 2017 edition of Silver Pages, our senior resource directory that is uh, only now available at the Cattle Council on Aging and the Bossier Council on Aging. We are sorry. We have had a lot of complaints that they, nobody can find these. We printed 25,000 and distributed almost 25,000 copies in the area. Again, they are available in limited supply at the Cattle Council on Aging and Bossier Council on Aging offices. It, it is also available on for viewing and downloading from our website again at www.thebestoftimesnews.com. We are about to conclude our Easter egg hunt contest that appeared in the April issue. You have until Monday, April the 24th, to submit your entries, and we will select a winner from the random drawing of the many hundreds and hundreds of people who have entered our particular uh, contest to locate those 15 Easter eggs that are hidden in the, 2000, the April 2017 issue of The Best of Times. The AERP defensive driving classes are taking place in our area. Uh, if you're 55 years of age or older and wish to enroll or renew your AERP defensive driving class, there are certain there are a few classes being held on certain dates in 2017. The next one is May the 17th or, or June the 21st. But you must call 741-8302 to make reservations to attend this class as classes are limited to only 20 five attendees. Walk-ins are not acceptable due to space limitation and the printed materials that will be provided. Remember to visit our website 
at www.thebestoftimesnews.com for more announcements about upcoming events, activities, and news that you can use. But one more announcement that I have that I've just been uh, made aware of. On Sunday, April the 30th at 5 p.m. at St. George Greek Orthodox Church in Shreveport, there will be a free educational event to learn about the subculture of Shreveport, the Greek community. You're going to be invited to hear a panel that will discuss the historical topics such as immigration to our area, family life, businesses, the history of the church. This church is celebrating its 100th year anniversary. So make sure to, to attend. There will be tours of the church after this particular event on Sunday, April the 30th, beginning at 5 p.m. And also you will be treated with some great Greek authentic appetizers and traditional sweets. This is a free event. Again, make plans to attend. It's on Sunday, April the 30th at 5 p.m. We'll be right back with more information, but now a word from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by A-Bears, Tenant Country S Report, your Dodge, Chrysler Ram, and Jeep dealer. Gary's got more of the Best of Times coming for you on 710 Keel. Back to the Best of Times with your host, Gary Coligas. Welcome back to our radio show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, proudly presented by A-Bears, Sunny Country F Report, your Dodge, Chrysler Ram, and Jeep dealer. I'm Gary Coligas. Again, I do thank you for listening to our radio show today. Joining me on my show is a very special guest, is Dr. Jennifer Singh, who is known as a lifestyle medical doctor, who is also board certified in internal medicine, in the area and is an assistant professor at LSU Health Sciences Center here in the Shreveport area. And she's going to explain to all of us the reality that just that wellness is not just good luck and that it requires us to do many things to correctly live a longer and healthier life. So thank you, Dr. Singh, for joining us today here on the Best of Times Radio Hour. Thanks so much for having me. Been well, looking forward to let it. Let me tell all our listeners, I, I have never met her before in all these many years probably seen her but i didn't know who she was uh, uh she's a, a very astute physician very beautiful physician i'm sure and she's got a lot of credentials we i could go on and on for her cv here but we're going to save time so we get to stuff but i heard her made a presentation at the at the uh event that i attended the uh, ktol uh the wellness expo wellness expo right and um it was pretty well attended i mean i i participated helped them out and we had a lot of people but uh she had a, a great presentation there for about an hour and I was fascinated by it and I said God I could ask this doctor about 50 questions and I said I hope she's available <laughs> to speak on my radio show so again I thank you for taking time from your oh, busy schedule thank and, you for having and me. all the other uh, activities that you that you do she is a, a quite busy doctor and young lady so what is this title of lifestyle medical doctor so lifestyle medicine is sort of a new title but the concept of lifestyle medicine is not new Gary it's old. Lifestyle medicine is sort of an up-and-coming specialty of medicine where the idea is to focus on all the things that we can do to improve our health without completely just relying on medications and procedures. So it's certainly not against medications and procedures, but whatever we can do on our own at home to improve ourselves, improve our health, just really try to become the best 
piece of tissue that you can become, right? Uh, that is, is what lifestyle medicine is all about. And um, most of us do not get a lot of training in lifestyle medicine in medical school. And we, why, why do you think that? I was going to do political discussions here, but well, why do you think it's... It's changing. Um, thankfully, it's changing. Like I said, this is not a new way to think. In fact, Hippocrates... Uh, thousands of years ago. Good Greek person like Gary. That's right, exactly. <laughs> a great Greek. He said himself that let food be thy medicine and oh, medicine yes. be thy food. So, you know, this is not a new concept. This is really old. Food and herbs, right? Herbs and certain plants and plants. Right. Back then, of course, that's all they had. And so now many of those compounds that are found in natural things are put into pill form. But the truth is that with good lifestyle habits, you know, uh, hopefully medications and even herbs can be kept to a minimum. Because what I learned from you is some of those particular things that we eat have those nutritions or those other uh, antibodies or protection devices that help our body. They're, they're embedded right. in are already in that and the plants, is it DNA? I don't know what it's called. But that the plant right. structure, right? It's the food. That's right. It's the food. So what, what plants have are these amazing chemicals and the fancy science word is called phytochemicals. That simply means chemicals that are only found in plants. Okay. That do amazing things in our body. You may have heard some of them called antioxidants. Yes. That's, okay. uh, so those are simply phytochemicals that only come from plants. Some of the big all-stars of the antioxidant world have become very popular. You've probably heard of beta carotene yes. and lycopene and vitamin E. All those things are only found in plants. You cannot get them in animal products at all. Well, the American diet has become so heavily weighted in animal products or sugars or fats, there's no phytochemicals in there. (laughs) And so what we are not getting enough of is these amazing antioxidants and chemicals that are only found in plants. And that is why I promote a diet that is very rich in plants. And it actually has been shown to be crazy powerful to improve health and even reverse some medical conditions. And that's what we're looking at, reversing. Some people might have that chronic condition or onset commit condition that something else other than these high price toxic, possibly drugs? Right, and, and you say toxic, and uh, you know, I know that sounds like a strong word, but the truth is, every single medication has side effects. Everyone. Everyone. I can't even prescribe anyone Tylenol or Benadryl and promise them complete safety, right? I mean, right. even Tylenol, Benadryl, and aspirin have side effects. But the good thing I like about telling people to eat a plant-strong or a plant-based diet is, it's not going to hurt them. I can, you know, 99.99% guarantee you that a plate full of vegetables is not going to have any negative side But if you don't like that, it'll pass right through you, right? <laughs> it is one of the only complaints I get is the increased cost of toilet paper. Ah, uh, see? Hey, hey. That's important. Yeah, I get that <laughs> Not that important, but it's important. Right. Uh, but no, you know, that's what I, I, I thought that, uh, uh, you know, when we were, we're talking about this is... I think what I've seen and the senior pro I can't I can't speak for the younger ones other than my sons and my daughter in laws. It's the, it's hopefully the focus is going away for always being medicated, right? Is that one the, is that a goal of lifestyle? It is, is definitely it? a goal of lifestyle. Medicine. I mean, when you see elderly, when I see these. Uh, ladies and gentlemen who I deal with and sometimes they just voila tells me well this is my bag of 27 medications right. that I take on a daily basis and I always say to myself 
27 medications? Right. Are they all being coordinated? Oh, I've got five doctors. Right, right. And I said, five doctors, 27 medicines a day. I could, I can barely keep it up. And you're 82, right? Right, exactly. So, yeah, you know, in this country, I think the healthcare system is kind of, it's, it's broken because mm. we are very much in this thought of, well, if I'm going to the doctor more and more and I'm taking my pills exactly as I should, then I should have good health, right? I'm doing everything that I'm being told to do. But what many people find is that that's not the case. They're taking all these pills. They're showing up to every appointment. They're trying to do everything they're being told to do, and they don't feel well. They don't feel like they have a very high quality of life. And so even though in this country we might be living older, we're not necessarily living well. And that is the goal, is to live well. And again, I'm not saying no medications, but if it could be reduced by changing some of the habits that we do every day, by what we put on our plate, by what we put in our fingers, such as alcohol or cigarettes, by what we do with our feet, like just walking a little bit every day, if those things can be done, rather than taking spoons full of pills, most people are encouraged to hear that. You know, when they're given some hope that, hey, guess what? There's a great possibility that you could feel a lot better than you feel right now. Okay, one one question that a listener saw that you were on this show, you know, advance telling people. So one person was going to ask one, uh, going to want me to ask you whether or what do you feel of generic compared to to uh, specific brand name drugs. Name brand. But the right. most important question this lady says, well, I'm think about ordering my, I don't know how many she had, she five or six, maybe more than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mail order out of country, will that be the same? Will that bother me? Will that be more toxic than the one I'm getting from the brand? And I'm, I'm sure you're going to say, you don't know. I mean, you don't know. That's the thing, right? Um, this, just the, the first question generics versus name brand. Most medications, the generic uh, is not a significantly different formulation, and it's probably fine to interchange. You always want to ask your doctor uh, mm-hmm. who's prescribing. There are a few medications, however, where your doctor may specifically say, you really need to take the name brand. And if they say that, then there is usually a very, very good researched reason for that. There are a few formulations where the name brand is indeed different enough that you need to take the name brand. But again, you really have to go back to your doctor. I would be hesitant to encourage anyone to order a uh, medications from overseas um, simply because I think it would be difficult to know exactly what you're getting when you're talking about production factories that may not have the same regulations as the ones here in the United States. I would be very hesitant to do that. And, and the quality control, the, so you, you, the, all the right. other various factors, it's, it, it could be counterfeit, right? right? There, there's no right, regulation. Right. Exactly. I mean, I, I have purchased some from Mexico and brought them back and compared them with what we had. Mm-hmm. They didn't look the same. Right. And, it's, and you can't <laughs> tell from looking. You can't tell from looking. You, you know. don't know the compound. So right, right. hopefully she will um, understand that there's some there's some risk involved, right? right. As we always want to caution. Exactly. Uh-huh. But, but why why take the risk when it's a matter of of your wellness and your possible disability by causing exactly. Right? The, to me, the the more fun question is. This medication that I'm thinking of ordering, is there anything I could be doing with my lifestyle that might improve my health to the point that I could just not take this medicine anymore? And when I say not take, I do not mean take yourself off your medication. Do not ever take yourself off your medication. What I mean is, can I improve my health enough 
that my doctor will say, wow, you don't even need this medicine anymore. Or wean We're you gonna off take of that you medication. Off. Correct. Right. We're going to wean you off that medication. Right. That, and that's a great goal. You'll be smiling. And, and I, want, I want you to comment about the, the factor of uh, people are living longer, but they may not be living a, a happy, well, a happy wealth, well wellness, life. well right, life. Right. It, it's, it's different than just, you know, you could, yes. be, you could be incapacitated, bed bound. You could be uh, having uh, depression. Right. Absolutely. I mean, some drugs make you constantly over over medicated. You get depressed. Uh, many drugs do, uh, in fact, do that. And here in the United States, you know, we take it for granted that when you reach 50 and over, Thank you. you're going to have excess pounds, get some uh, diagnosis, you know, get some medical problems from the doctor on your past medical history list and get a stack of prescriptions. Mm-hmm. We take that as completely normal aging here in the United States. And the great news is that the, there are places in the world where that is not at all normal aging, where people are living to be well into their 70s and 80s on no medications or very few medications with very few extra pounds and a very high quality of life. We can copy some of their lifestyle habits and achieve the same things. And we're going to talk about some of those cultures, aren't we, in a, in a couple of minutes? Yes, some, we are. Okay. We'll be right back with more information, but now a word from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by A Bears, Tony Country F Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler Ram, and Jeep dealer. Gary's got more of the best of times coming for you on 710 Keel. Back to the best of times with your host, Gary Caligas. Welcome back to our show, the best of times radio hour, proudly presented by A-Bears, Tunning Country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler Ram, and Jeep dealer. Joining me on my radio show today is a very special guest is Dr. Jennifer Singh, who is a lifestyle medical doctor and who is also board certified in internal medicine and also assistant professor at LSU Health Science consider here in Shreveport and she's giving us some great information about that wellness is not just good luck but it requires us to do things correctly to live a longer and healthier life so thank you doctor for joining us today. thank you so we're going to continue this discussion it's been fascinating on our first segment and one of her presentations that she gave while I was talking about regard the topic of all these individuals including a lot of my family members have said, you. I did inherit that good gene. I got all the bad genes from the family past, you know, ages and ages, amen. Right. So right. what do you say? And diseases run the family because of those genes. We can't correct them. Well, there's a, there's a good saying in the medical community that I run in that says, genes load the gun. Load the gun. But your habits pull the trigger. In oh. other words, so you may be born with some bad family history. Maybe you do have a gene for high cholesterol or thyroid dysfunction or even you've got a metabolism that's rather slow and that can be inherited by the way and so you tend Mm. to you know have a little more trouble with the extra pounds it is true that you can come programmed with that stuff right in your genes but what you do actually has more power so it loads the gun that did load that program and lots of genes load the gun but what you do pulls the trigger and i didn't make that up of course i copied that from someone smarter than me (laughs) but uh what you do pulls the trigger so whether or not the genes get expressed in your life whether or not you actually you know have the high cholesterol in the plaques or have the extra pounds largely depends on what you do every day 
every the day. habits that we do every day. So, you know, if it's what all affects our health, our, our diet, how much we move, the toxins that we put in, like cigarettes and the alcohol, and our genes definitely do influence it. But if there were, you know, a, a smackdown between your daily habits versus your genes, mm-hmm. which one would win? Well, truly, if your genes win no matter what, then why bother? Why should I even try to eat well? Who cares if it's hopeless? It's it's hopeless. Right. So the good news is it's not at all hopeless. In fact, our habits can beat our genes. And and it improves the gene that will affect your your health. Right. And, so, and it affects that, that gene from generating something worse and worse and worse, getting worse and worse, right? Well, sometimes we're born with all, well, sometimes we always are. We're born with, uh, you know, many, many genes and many of them sit silently in our cells for our whole lives. And many times our habits or things we ingest or even illnesses that we get can turn that gene on and off can turn genes on and off. So it so makes, that program, research, beca- makes that program leap become, out or, leap or out express become, itself or and, get turned on. Right. And, and turned on in some time because the mutant gene in a bad way. Is that right? Right. Yes. So, of course, you can have bad genes, you know, too. So it's been really interesting to me in this, you know, uh, reading that I've done over the many years about lifestyle medicine to learn that there are these other cultures, as I mentioned, on Earth that are aging really well. And we can look at them and see what are they doing that we can copy. You know, what what are they doing right? So uh, all all it's shown us is that if these people from birth eat mostly a, vegeta- a near vegetarian diet, not a strictly pure vegetarian, but near vegetarian diet, they move their body some every day, they avoid toxins like alcohol and cigarettes, that they have these incredibly long lifespans and they actually are very functional and feel really well into their old age. Well, so let's talk about some of those cultures. Give us some uh, some examples. Well, um, there are there are many, but the three that I touched upon in the talk that you attended, um, one of those, and you may have heard, is the um, community of traditional people living on the island of Okinawa, the Okinawans. So the people who are living a traditional Okinawan lifestyle are living up in the mountains. They're farming and gardening and, um, you know, they have a pretty quiet existence. They eat very different from Americans. They eat mostly rice, sweet potatoes, vegetables, and a little fish from the ocean. But mostly vegetables is, is what they, uh, they eat there. This community is actually famous for having the most... Um, people over the age of 100 in one spot at at one time. Some of the oldest people on earth have actually been born and lived in this community. And again, these are lots of people over age 50, 60, 70 on no medications, you know, still gardening and uh, walking around from village to village and uh, really having a high quality of life. So it's been discovered through gene studies that they actually have lucky genes. Oh, they do. They have lucky genes. They have got some specific genes that protect them from disease and help them live longer. So it's easy to say, oh, well, mm-hmm. lucky them. Yeah. Look at them. They've got lucky genes, and they live in this beautiful place, and that's why they're so healthy. I don't have lucky genes. But studies have shown that if you take those people with lucky genes and you put them on an American diet, guess what happens to them? They come down with the same exact health problems that Americans do. In other words, they had perfectly good genes, but they ate their way out of good genes. 
and they keep the programs running correctly in your in the body and the defenses, right? Well, that's well, they the ones living on the island, yeah, the island do. Is. You transplant them to an American diet. Another culture that you can look at, the opposite is true. They actually are born with unlucky genes. The Pima Indians of Arizona are a group of Native Americans who have been shown through gene studies to have genes that are really, really good at holding on to fat. And as a result, sadly, they have extremely high rates of diabetes and obesity there on their reservation. But those same people, when placed on a nearly vegetarian diet with a little bit of activity every day, live to be older, they're lean, they have none of those same medical problems that their cousins who live on the reservation and eat an unhealthy American diet have. So looking at those two cultures, you can see that whether you're born with good genes or whether you're born with unlucky genes... That you take people and put them on an American diet and you get the same result no matter what their genes are. You get overweight, shorter lifespan, lots and lots of medical conditions. But you take someone with unlucky genes or someone with lucky genes, it doesn't matter. Put them on a near vegetarian diet with plenty of activity and they live longer. They have lower medical problems. Okay. I'm going to ask you a question that somebody asked me at a recent party I was at about genes. And the, the person said, well, you know, this person has supposedly good genes and this person has bad genes. Why don't we do a, bra- a blood transfusion from the good person <laughs> to the to the bad? Does that work? Does that have any? Not just a straight blood transfusion, no. Now, transfusing some cells into someone else so that they will actually kind of dig Gen- in and take hold and become their cells, that has been done. That's called a bone marrow transplant. Okay. Which is, uh, but I, I'm unaware completely of bone marrow transplants or any other cell transplant being done for... Uh, okay, just thought, yeah. just the thought of the question. That's said, a great idea. You know? Um, okay, so we're talking about these communities. And I know my listeners are going to say, well, how do I know if I have those good genes or bad genes? And I, do I know what I need to do to remedy those bad genes or those bad systems in my body. How do they, right, how do they right. know? Well, the good news is you don't really need to know all the details. Okay. Uh, because what the studies have shown us is that no matter what your genes are, everyone benefits from eating well, moving their body a little every day, and limiting toxins. And what I mean is cigarettes and, and alcohol. So really, I don't think so far in the long haul that everyone needs to do big, deep research about their exact genes. Now, your doctor will tell you if you are an exception to that, obviously. You know, there are breast cancer genes, colon cancer genes, ovarian cancer genes that can now be tested for. Not everyone needs those tests, but some people do. And if you are one of them, then you should follow your doctor's advice about getting that test. I'm talking about everyone, uh, you know, wanting to go mining in their DNA for every little detail. While that may be cool and interesting, that would be a good reason to do it because you find it cool and interesting. But as far as finding deep answers in there about exactly what you should eat or whether or not you should be walking every day, let me save you the time. You should be walking every day. (laughs) Your 10,000 steps, right, right. at least. You should be eating a lot of vegetables and fruit and legumes and uh, a very plant-strong diet. So uh, let me just save you the time and effort on digging in your DNA. I can at least tell you that much without ever having met you. Okay, so uh, an individual, when you were talking about that, uh, asked me, well, that means I've got to cut out all those white things again that those doctors and right. those, ther- those uh, life 
lifestyle physicians and therapy. I mean, therapy. Nutritionists. Nutritionist right, right. So those particular things affect the genes, affects your body? Like um, the, the white sugar? The I wouldn't say that I wouldn't even make it so complicated as to say how it affects your genes. But definitely highly processed foods, and in our country, the three that are the most dangerous and mm-hmm. have caused us the most problems are processed sugar, Processed grain products, that's like taking a whole grain and turning it into white flour or taking whole brown rice and turning it into white rice. Um, And the excess processed oils that are put into lots of processed food. So when I say processed food, I mean either fast food or convenience items that you're picking up through the drive-thru or even boxed and pre-made or pre-frozen meals and canned items at the store that have a long list of ingredients. There are a lot of healthy things in bags, boxes, and cans at the store, but they tend to have a very short ingredient list, and it's things that you recognize, right? Right. What's in here? Brown rice and salt. Ding, ding, ding. We got a winner. Yes, we should take that home. But if it's a, you know, a rice box or a canned item or a pre-made meal with a long list of ingredients, that's processed. That we don't know what what all those terms mean and all those particular three symbols. But what you can be assured of is that what's in there is a lot of processed grains, processed sugar, processed oil. So, yes. They should be avoided. It's true. The white sugar and the white flour. The good news is that there are so many wonderful and flavorful things to eat that will heal the things that are wrong in your body rather than continuing to promote illness, which is what white sugar, white flour, and processed oils in food do. So walk in and look at the produce aisle and everything there. You can have, so, and, and as well as some other areas of the store. Okay. I'm making it a little too yeah. simple, but so again, going back to the the person that comes to see you and other physicians and say, "Well, I've had a history. My family history is diabetes. My right. family history is this and that." And the, the person looks like sometimes when they tell me, "I'm doom and gloom. Everybody else had these. I'm going to probably get them. Right? I can't do anything." But they can, right? They can. They absolutely can. And that, that's the positive thing. You the very need, positive thing is that we stuff. all have some. Uh, Really, you hold the most control over your health. You hold the most control over your health. So I've seen uh, people who, you know, had a lot of weight to lose, had a lot of aches and pains from arthritis, had high blood pressure and high cholesterol, literally within six or nine months transform their lives and lose a lot of weight and get off of cholesterol medication and go from three blood pressure pills down to one and feel amazing compared to the quality of life they were having before. So it's not always possible to completely reverse everything and to get off every medication. But I have yet to see anyone who didn't improve, who didn't have some improvement from drastically changing their diet by getting rid of the processed things and eating mostly plants. So that means also limiting meat and dairy and animal products. And and it's, it's the positive thing. You should make them smile and make their family members proud of them that they're absolutely that they're not the doom and gloom here right yes not it's not doom and gloom we always have decisions and we always have choices and it's uh really amazing when people find out that tweaking the way that they eat results in more energy and uh feeling better and losing some weight and i say tweaking because many people want to uh, really think they can make extremely small changes and get results and the reality check is that it takes some effort it takes some changes but the good news is they're not uh, 
they're not horrible changes. They're they're pretty tasteful. Well, I don't know if we're going. Uh, let's talk about. It. Uh, I've had some individuals. I'm on a big campaign. I'm a I'm a uh, anti smoker. Mm. I never smoked. Although my parents, all my relatives, everyone were wow. extremely heavy smokers. Right. And. Uh, and, and people said, well, you know, you were all around it. You should have had the gene that loved that made you smoke like I smoke. I think people around individuals and people have family members might right. have a diff- more difficult time not to sp- uh, not to quit smoking. Difficult. Right. Is that true? Well, yes, it is true. And um, a lot of that has to do with the chemicals in our brain that get fired up. From the things that we do that bring us pleasure. And those things are different for everyone. So uh, this kind of starts dipping into the concept of addiction. Okay. But there are a few chemicals in our brain that make us feel great. And they get fired up by things like nicotine, caffeine, white sugar, white oh. flour. That's why the cupcakes taste amazing. <laughs> and, the, you know, and, and companies, companies sit in little rooms thinking up ways to make us... Make sure they can't eat just one, right? Oh. That's even a that's even a commercial for right. a common snack. No one can eat just one. You're right, they can't, and it's because of our brain chemistry, and it becomes uh, we become addicted. Not everyone becomes addicted to the same things, which is why some people can smoke two cigarettes and never pick up the habit in their life, and some people are hooked after the first one or two cigarettes. Oh. So um, there's no predicting it. So medical research, Doctor Singh, is uh, doesn't don't they have something that helps the brains say that it's not it's not a good thing? Does it? Do they have that yet? Uh, for cigarettes specifically, yeah. yes, there is a prescription, and uh, there may even be more than one to help people reduce their nicotine craving, and that is something you can talk to your doctor about. But um, a great place to start for smoking cessation. I'll just plug this website real quick, and there are a lot of websites for help to quit smoking. But smokefree.gov. Okay. Smokefree.gov is a great place to start for anyone who wants to stop smoking. Okay. We'll be right back with more information, but now a word from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by A Bear, Stunning Country S Report, your Dodge, Chrysler Ram, and Jeep dealer. Gary's got more of the Best of Times coming for you on 710 Keel. Now, back to the Best of Times with your host, Gary Coligas. Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, proudly presented by A-Bears, Tending Country, S. Report, your Dodge, Chrysler, Ram, and Jeep dealer. Joining me on my show today is Dr. Jennifer Singh, who is a lifestyle medical doctor, and she's giving us a reality check here, giving us some great <laughs> information about that wellness is not just... Good luck, but it requires us to do things correctly, to eat and have activity, to live a longer and healthier life. So again, Absolutely. It's been fascinating. I'm, I'm learning a lot of new things that, that, that's been emphasized in a different way. Oh, good. So let's let's tell our listeners here, because I think that there's so many topics here I want to, want to have on. By the way, uh, let's plan in the future for you to come back on my show. Oh, I'd love to. You're very good. I'd love to. So... Eating in a certain way can actually improve certain medical conditions or problems. Absolutely. So give us some examples. I think our listeners would love sure. to hear. Sure. This was one of this was the most mind blowing thing that I learned 
when I started educating myself on lifestyle medicine versus the way that I had uh, traditionally been trained, that eating actually could reverse some of our nation's most important killers. So, Gary, what's the number one killer of Americans? Health. I mean, heart, heart, heart. Con- heart condition. Me, you, the guy in the room, we are all more likely to die of a heart attack than anything else. Amazingly, it is almost completely preventable. Almost preventable. preventable. Yes, with diet. There are countries in the world and communities in the world where coronary disease is so rare and they have different lifestyles. And they don't maybe have perfect genes. It's the lifestyle that's different. So one thing that we've learned from looking at these other cultures who I mentioned before is, well, that's cool. They grew up eating that way. But I didn't grow up eating that way. I'm doomed now. I've blown it, right? So one thing that doctors have done here is say is do studies where we say, can we take a group of unhealthy people and have them copy these other cultures and turn them into healthy people? Can we actually do that? And the studies have been amazing. Some of the ones that I really want to make sure people understand is that with a plant-based diet, and what I mean by that is vegetarian and the details of all of this lifestyle I'm going to have on my website. I'll tell you what that is now. Tell our listeners. It's www.jennifersingmd.com. My name. So spell, it, spell the last let's name. Spell it. J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R. Sing is S as in Sam, I-N-G-H, M-D.com. JenniferSingMD.com. So I have a lot of resources on there, some free things to download, and more information about exactly what kind of a diet am I talking about. Okay, back to the cool stories. So a couple of different physicians have done studies showing over and over again that by changing their patient's diet, they could actually reverse their heart disease. So what that what I mean by that is actually clearing out the plaques in the arteries. The person's body would clear the plaques by drastically changing their diet. Yes. Give some examples of what should I or what should all be sure. like my 35,000 listeners out there. What do. are they going to eat? Right, right. So again, please, the, there's a lot more details on the website, jennifersingmd.com. Okay. But basically this means when we take out all of the fat and cholesterol from our diet, our body essentially goes into reverse when it comes to laying down those plaques inside the arteries that block the coronary arteries. And the body has the ability to start to heal those blood vessels and remove some of that plaque. So what it means, number one, is eliminating animal products from the diet. Why? Because they are actually one of the most concentrated sources of saturated fat and cholesterol in the American diet. That includes fish, chicken, eggs, um, meat, deer, so eliminating poultry. some of those, it, it's going to help you have enough time for your body to clear out That's if there's right. anything there, right? That's right. As well as butter, milk, dairy. So these are all things that increase the saturated fat and cholesterol in the blood. And in order to actually put the body in reverse and clear that stuff out, it has to be a real lowering of the diet. Of saturated fat and cholesterol in and the diet. And not just one day. Not just one day. I'm That's just right. asking I get that a lot too. <laughs> well, I ate, you know, three salads in a row and I'm still feeling bad. It's kind of like going to the gym and doing a bicep curl. Oh, you got to yeah, do yeah, more yeah. than just a couple, right, to make that work. And for many days. Not That's just, right. not, not just, uh, right. exactly. okay, today's donut day. Exactly. Tomorrow, tomorrow's exactly. all meat day. So 
So some two uh, very, very prominent physicians in the lifestyle medicine world have shown that over and over. Coronary artery disease reversal. That was a mind blower for me. Okay, here's a follow-up question. What Gary, you got? Gary's good. So I, I have individuals when I go to these uh, remarkable new grocery stores and you have the organic uh, plant-based, whatever it's called, the, let's say carrots and mm-hmm. broccoli mm-hmm. And, and the beans and I think even potatoes. So is there any difference? In the organic. Yeah, oh, organic I'm so glad and not that. I get that question a lot. Or, that, organic is great, right? The idea of organic is great. And no, there are no, supposedly no No chemicals, toxins, no, no pesticides, no, no anything like that. And I, I agree that the idea of that is terrific. Mm-hmm. I actually do not buy organic all the time. Whoa. I can't afford it. Okay. It's, it's expensive. It's, it's like I support twice, the twice. organic movement, and I love to support organic farmers when I can. What's important for patients to understand is that you should never turn your cart away from a perfectly good vegetable <laughs> just because it's not organic. Now, the, you can shop a little, and there are certain times of the year where the organic selection is almost the same price as the non-organic. Absolutely get the organic. You know, if there's very little difference, get the organic. This time of year, I bought strawberries this week for, I want to say, 25 cents more than the non-organic. I got organic. Great. Get organic. But again, never turn your cart away from a perfectly good plant just because it's not organic. If you can afford organic, great. But don't let that deter you or think that this is a very expensive way of life. It's not. Oh, one lady was... T- <laughs> I've got, I'm laughing because she told me I was... I was by, my wife sent me for groceries. I hardly do that. But, but <laughs> Brave woman. So uh, I go up there and I was looking at organic and not organic and this little lady, this uh, mature lady like me says, are you going to get the organic? Just buy the regular because you can just wash off all those pesticides the organic people just spray it and clean it and and there's no there's no pesticides they you, you can do the same thing yourself and take them home and rinse it off and i'm thinking about myself is that, is that true that, is that no, organic is actually grown differently they have some regulations that they have to meet regarding how they farm so it actually is not just washed it's actually grown completely differently okay. but it is true that just by washing with briskly running cold tap water you can remove a lot of stuff from from your vegetables, so you should just wash everything. You are good, briskly. Briskly. You're good. You are good. <laughs> that is really great. <laughs> okay, so the, the the other important thing is weight loss. I mean, yes. I hear everybody saying, right, right. and we're trying to lose that that little uh, little there. Trying to lose it, right, right. And we're doing exercise, but but we're still not losing weight, especially right. when I get older. I'm 67. It's yes. been tougher to lose weight. Well, you know, studies have actually shown that exercise alone does not promote significant weight loss. The fact is that, as Americans, our diet is so calorie and fat packed that we can't walk it off. We can't run it off. Can't do those 10,000 steps enough. You can't. You can't. We'd have to walk 28 hours a day, (laughs) and we just can't do that. The diet has to change if the weight is going to come down. So what I like to tell people is the good thing about this approach to eating, this plant-based approach, is that it's not about eating uh, small amounts of food and being hungry and angry all the time. You know what they call hungry and angry? That means you're hangry. <laughs> so this is not a hangry, hungry, angry way to live. And the they're idea, mad at their physician and their lifestyle right. doctor. They're, right. they're, all, they're all cussing you out. Oh, well, this, she made me do this. The idea is to fill your plate with 
plants and vegetables and leave the meat, dairy, and fat off. So one good way to start is think to yourself, what would I have eaten as the side dishes with this steak? I would have eaten, you know, or honestly, maybe I'm down at a wonderful cafe that has a vegetable plate. And what I see is the chicken fried steak with three sides. (laughs) I might just say, you know what, just give me the sides. Just give me the sides. And if you eat that way at home, you start getting the idea. So instead of a steak and two sides, I'm going to have half a plate of salad and the other half loaded with vegetables and uh, a baked potato with no fat on it. Oh, yeah. That's tough. That is tough. But the good news is it's not about being hungry. It's simply about getting the fat, the cholesterol, the white flour, and the white sugar out of the diet. But replacing it with all these plants that are loaded with those antioxidants and fiber. Can't forget about fiber. Oh, that's what I was going to ask you about. Yeah, yeah. This is what, is, what is your recommendation? We had a guest on our show. She recommended 32 grams of fiber per 32 day. 32 grams of fiber a day. And the vast majority of Americans only get a fraction of that. That's what less I hear. than 10 grams. But people eating a plant-based uh, lifestyle or this vegetarian lifestyle easily get 50 to 60 without even blinking an eye. Without blinking an eye. Some people's stomachs have a little trouble at first adjusting to that, and so they have to work their way up a little bit on some of the components, uh, like um, beans or, you know, some of the rougher vegetables like broccoli or, or cauliflower, things that can cause a little bit of stomach upset if you're not used to eating that much fiber or that much vegetables. Has there been any, I'm, I know this is a little bit, uh, not gross, but interesting. Uh, has there been medical research, when you have these patients that come in there and say, I've had a bowel movement every three or four days and that's normal for me. Mm-hmm. To me, there's yeah. so many toxins staying in your body. No wonder these oh, people... Oh, Gary, there's so much research about bowel movements. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of research about bowel movements. And the truth is, once every three days is not normal for humans. It may be normal for someone eating an American diet. Or an elephant or some big guy. Oh, no, no, no. Because that's a, gr- that's a great point, too. Elephants are strict vegetarians. Uh-huh. They, uh, Go every, every they're day. very regular. Yes, very regular because they eat a lot of fiber. So, uh, yes, having a daily uh, and, you know, generous bowel movement is crucial to health. Uh, our, our colon and the things that we pass out of our colon actually do a variety of things for us. Number one, you may have heard that there are actually bacteria that live in our colon. We uh, Scientists used to think that those little guys just sat down there like composting, just <laughs> composting. But in fact, they have a much more important job. They actually communicate with our bowel. They influence how we digest things. They influence our immune system, if oh, you can believe okay. that. And yeah, guess me? what they like to eat? Fiber. The oh. standard American diet starves those good bacteria. But also our bowel movements carry out extra cholesterol, extra hormones that our body needs to get rid of. And high fiber diets and frequent bowel movements are associated with lower cancer rates in other societies. I knew my mother was right at 96. Your mom was totally Ni- right. At 96. Yes. She lived at 96. Eat your greens and go to the bathroom. And that's what she was <laughs> majorly discussing yes. about that. Well, again, again, thank you for joining us oh, today here so on The welcome. Best of Times. Uh, it was fascinating. I definitely want you to come back. And mention to the, uh, our listeners your website again. Yes, please get to the website. You can get a lot more details and resources, some great websites and books you can check out at www.jennifersingmd.com. That's Jennifer, S-I-N-G-H, M-D, 
com. There's some free stuff and lots of uh, other information. Well, thank you for joining us today. This has oh, been even, e- even more educational than when I heard you in person. <laughs> Great. I'm so glad. Love we'll to come back again. We'll be right back with more information, but now a word from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by A Bears, Town and Country, Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler Ram, and Jeep dealer. Gary's got more of the best of times coming for you on 710 Keel. Back to the best of times with your host, Gary Coligas. Welcome back to our show, the best of times radio hour here on News Radio 710 Keel. Thank you for listening to our show today. Join us next week for another interesting show that can benefit you or your loved ones. May God bless you and your family. God bless America. Have a great day and a great weekend. Thank you again for listening to our show. I'm Gary Coligas wishing you and yours the best of times both today and every day. Have a great day. You've been listening to The Best of Times on 710 Keel. Join us again next Saturday at 9 for The Best of Times. This is News Radio 710 Keel, K E E L, Shreveport Mosier.